the city of 100 Hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada. This is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Hi, I'm Barry Morishita, Mayor of the City of Brooks. We need your help. COVID-19 has hit us hard. We need to take a stand to fight this virus together and keep everyone safe. We ask you to take the advice of experts, wash your hands, keep your distance, wear a mask, and follow all the rules. Stay home if you can. We all look forward to returning to some normalcy. The sooner the better. Let's get through this together and do the right thing. Welcome to Global Village Broadcast. This is Ahmed Kassim. Uh, thank you for joining us to the broadcast today. We have today mm. our uh, friend and uh, very honored to have Michelle Gitz, who is the Executive Director of Adult Learning Center. Uh, welcome, uh, Michelle, to the podcast. Well, thank you, Ahmed. Tell us a little bit about um, yourself. Well, I'm, as you mentioned, I'm currently the Executive Director for the Brooks Community Adult Learning Council in Brooks, and I've been in that position for four years. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I, I grew up in Brooks, and I've watched how it's changed over the years in terms of the number and the different variety, diversity of people who have come to the community. Yeah, so uh, when you were growing, there was not much uh, diversity in Brooks area. Am I correct? Um, No, it was pretty, well, the community itself was very small. There was only about 3,000 people when I moved to Brooks in 1971. And the majority of people were farmers and had been in the community. Well, they all came as immigrants, but from Europe primarily at that time. Yeah, but uh, not the um, uh, European immigrants, I think, came a long time ago, but the wave of the uh, uh, refugees and other newcomers started late. Yeah, majority of the current immigrants have probably come in the last, you know, 15 or 10 years. Um, to really make Brooks a unique uh, multicultural community. Yeah, and welcoming community. Great, thanks. Uh, that's good to know. Uh, what is something you would like our viewers to know about Brooks Adult Learning Center? Well, the Brooks Community Adult Learning Council has been in Brooks for since 1975. So we've been around for a long time. Yeah. And we've taught um, everything from special interest courses, personal interest courses, and currently our focus is primarily on English language learning. So you've been around since 1975? Since 1975. Wow. So uh, what courses you provide now as we speak now? Uh, currently, we have a number of different English classes for all sorts of levels, from beginner English mm-hmm. all the way up to about a level 5-6 in our provincial-funded ESL class. Mm-hmm. Um, the class size varies from a few people, maybe a handful, to up to 20 people. Uh, with COVID, we've had more introduced more online courses, so we currently have about 12 online courses as well. So if a newcomer comes to the city or to the uh, area, what would be the process for them coming to Adult Learning Center, or what would be the process for them to register? Would they be... Um, able to connect other organizations refer to the uh, Adult Learning Center or they can come straight to the Adult Learning Center? They can, either way, some people go to BCIS or SPEC first and then they bring them to VCALC and other people, their friends or family bring them when they arrive and register them for English classes. Uh, You just have to come in the door and we 
ask you some questions and determine what level of English you currently have, whether you need, you know, can do or want to do an online class and um, determine the best class that would fit your needs. So what about the English assessment also? Would, the, would someone will require to, go the, um, to have the English assessment? Uh, yeah, you can register for assessments at our school as well. Uh, anyone who's going into the, uh, as a permanent residence and wants to take what's called the language um, instruction for newcomers to Canada or link class mm-hmm. has to be assessed first before they can join a class. So would uh, so that that can be done at at your office then. You would register for an assessment. Usually, there's uh, we sign up on different days, and then we would give you a time slot to come back to do the assessment. Wow, that's very good to know. And um, that is only for the permanent residents that uh, come to the. Uh, that, yes, and for the other uh, other language learners who come, we will assess them ourselves and determine about what level of English they're in, and then they can join one of our other classes. What about those people, for example, newcomers who are citizen, uh, Canadian citizen, would they be able to uh, come there and learn more level? Yeah, we currently have four English classes, which are for temporary foreign workers and Canadian people who have become Canadian citizens, mm-hmm. and it's funded by the provincial government. Wow. And there's a small tuition for those classes. Okay. Uh, but you get about 12 weeks of instruction f- mm-hmm. um, for a couple of hundred dollars. Okay. So whether you are a temporary foreign worker or if you are a uh, Canadian citizen, you will be able to uh, register. Yes. What other programs you have uh, there at uh, Adult Learning Center other than the English? Is there any other activities or other programs that you have? Well, as a community adult learning council, which is called a KELP, um, we also have courses for Canadian citizens um, who were born in Canada um, to learn more English or upgrade their math. Okay. Um, We do math skills, about junior high level math. Mm -hmm. We run several computer courses every year. Okay. Uh, We do a citizenship preparation class. Okay. And we also do cell PIP preparation for someone who may be a temporary foreign worker and wants to write the cell PIP. What about the youth? Uh, for example, those who, who might need uh, uh, to learn more English and they're going to Grasslands High School or the Catholic or Francophone School. Well, we do have one youth class. We are primarily adult learning, but we do have one youth class, which is for people who are age 16 and over. Okay. Uh, so we go 16 to age 22 in that class. And... It's primarily students in high school who want extra English practice, mm-hmm. and they look at the four competencies of listening, speaking, reading, and writing, uh, and it's a partnership with the Francophone Association. Wow, that is fantastic. No, that, is a, um, that definitely will help uh, newcomers, whether the youth or also the adults, uh, to, to know that information. How has the COVID-19 affected uh, Brooks Adult Learning Center? Well, we definitely had to make some changes, <laughs> especially <laughs> in terms of class size. Mm-hmm. So we're currently operating at about 50% capacity. 
Um, but many of those classes that were in person are now online, so the students are not in the building. Mm -hmm. uh, then we also reduced the number of students in a class prior to the latest restrictions where everybody was social distanced two meters apart. To enter the building, you have to wear a mask and keep it on when you're in the hallways and out of your seat in your class. Okay. Um, so we've had to make a lot of adjustments. I think we've got it uh, pretty good. We, we are closed over Christmas, so we'll let this latest change in, in COVID restrictions and then see where we're at in January before we start up again on um, second week in January. So even though if, uh, if students coming to the uh, classes, they still have to have their masks, they have to sanitize. Am I correct? Yes, and we also take everyone's temperature when they come in the door. Wow, that's very good to know. Okay, uh, tell us a bit about your farming business. I guess that's my side business. Yeah. <laughs> my, my husband and I operate a farm just south of Brooks. Okay. And we have a variety of, definitely a mixed farm. We have a variety of animals uh, and crops. So we've got about 55 cows. We've got a few goats and some sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we operate the corn maze in the fall, yeah. uh, where people come to get lost in a field of corn and enjoy a few games. Wow. And we have you pick raspberries in July and August. So were you able to do that uh, corn maze uh, this year? Yes, we did. We had, um, it's easy to social distance in six acres. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, when people came, yeah, uh, yeah they had to. We, we had signs up to say, please retain your distances in the corn maze. Mm -hmm. And then we limited it to uh, 100 people at a time, which was the restrictions at a time by the health authorities. Well, I can tell you, we have been there as a family and we liked and enjoyed uh, that uh, program. And I think uh, we recommend anyone who is listening to uh, uh, plan for the next fall uh, to visit there. Yeah, it's it's lots of fun for families. We get a lot of families who come, and they come from far away. We get people from Maple Creek, Hannah, Red Deer, uh, Lethbridge. Uh, so it's it's expanded quite far, and they come to pick raspberries and then tour the maze uh, and have a afternoon with the family. That's fantastic. That's why we recommend uh, uh, people who are listening, whether they are from this area or other area, to also experience that. Uh, good program at the corn maze is there is any other farm that who does the corn maze in our area not not uh close as i know i think the next closest one is in lethbridge oh they have in lethbridge yeah there was one in lethbridge last year so oh that's that's uh that's uh, good to know but there is nothing in between here and medicine hat and bassano no not that i'm aware of Okay, that's uh, very good to know. So, um, how long have you been running that uh, corn maze uh, fun program? We've done it six years now. So, every year we change the design so you don't know where you're going when you get in the field. And yeah. we change the game that's inside. We usually have a scavenger hunt, things to find in the maze. Wow. Uh, and then we also <laughs> sell vegetables. Oh, wow. What kind of vegetables then? Well, we've had a variety. We peas, bean, green beans, uh, yellow beans, herbs. Wow! You know, oregano, basil, uh, potatoes, carrots. 
Those are probably the main ones. So that's through the whole year or that is just at time uh, during the year? Usually they start late June to July and then we sell them through till the end of the summer. Okay, till the end of the summer. Wow, that's, yeah. that is, well, that's fantastic. I think um, to go there and buy your veg uh, from the farm, um, that is... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's farm fresh, um, and we have eggs as well, poultry. We have some chickens, and we sell eggs as well. So what about the eggs? Is that also uh, year-round, year or that is also a specific time? No, the eggs are year-round, and people generally message us on Facebook to make an order, and then we uh, come out to pick it up. Wow, that's good to know. I wasn't even aware of, so that I know now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have fresh eggs for breakfast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you can count on me that. I uh, definitely will be coming to make the, the order for uh, ourselves. <laughs> Um, have you have you any advice to our audience as to how best to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in our community? Well, the, the main ways to prevent the spread of COVID is, uh, number one, hygiene, to wash your hands, to um, not go out if you're feeling the sniffles or a little bit under the weather, um, to make sure that you social distance even when you go grocery shopping or any of those things, you know, don't get too friendly or huggy with your friends at this point. Keep a few safe distance and then, you know, as things improve, we'll be able to go back maybe to more normal circumstances in terms of our social habits. But right now it's important to wash your hands, social distance uh, and um, stay home with your family. Yeah, and also wear a mask where it's... Uh... And wear, yes, and of course, wear a mask um, when you go out and go shopping or, or with other people um, to, to have your mask uh, available uh, and to make sure you're wearing it when you need to. Yeah, and at the end of the day, there is a light at the long end of the tunnel that is a vaccine coming and good days are ahead of us and keep the hope alive. That's right. This too will pass, as they always say. <laughs> <laughs> We just have to be patient, I guess. Yeah, no, that's fantastic, uh, Michelle. Uh, you are, you and your team are doing fantastic uh, job in terms of the um, English language because when you are a newcomer, uh, to learn the language is extremely important and definitely will help people to integrate to the local uh, population. So that's a gateway for the people to integrate to the society. And... Uh, Thank you very much for that positive contribution, you and your team, and you're doing a fantastic job, and that yeah, that's something that uh, community have to know. No problem. Thank you. Um, anybody is welcome at BKELC anytime. Um, we are always looking for new students, and new students are always welcome. Well, thank you again very much, and have a fantastic day, and thanks for joining Global Village Broadcast, and we hope to have you next time. Thank you. Hello. I am Molly Douglas, Reeve of the County of Newell. We need your help. COVID-19 has hit us hard. We need to take a stand to fight this virus together to keep everyone safe. We ask that you take the advice of experts, wash your hands, keep your distance, wear a mask in public places, and follow all the rules. Stay home if you can. We all look forward to returning to some normalcy. 
Let's get through this together and do the right thing. Thank you. This has been the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kasim. For more information, go to globalvillagecenter.ca.